We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's happening, everybody? And welcome into another episode of No Other Pod after a very good week to be a sporting Kansas City fan. I'm Jimmy, along with my friend Dan. Dan, tell me, how are you feeling right now after those two games? Oh, Dan Kuza coming at you from Chicago, Illinois. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling great. Um, Holy shit. Dude, we could score goals. We scored goals, Apparently. and I, I don't know where to even <laughs> – I don't know where to start, man, but it was a huge week in general. And uh, first of all, welcome, guys. Welcome to the show, whether you're uh, new or old. Welcome. And we create new fans, Jimmy. Did you know that? We have created new fans of Sporting Kansas City. We do. We uh, we, yeah. we have reached across international borders. We That's have, crazy. We have brought people in to the Sporting Kansas City family. And uh, I it's, don't know why. It's a good feeling. I don't know why people listen. Know. I really don't. But uh, <laughs> we are here for those people, and it's fun. So yeah, it is fun. It's especially fun after weeks like this. Um, oh, good God! Seven goals, <laughs> two games. Oh, I mean, my God. Se- seven goals in four days, my friend. Yeah, it's it was it was a wild um, roller coaster of emotions over those couple of games. Um, uh for for a, a a wide variety of reasons that we will get into, um, but you know we entered this last three game stretch knowing that Sporting KC had the toughest remaining schedule out of uh, at least out of the teams that were relevant in in the West fighting for some of those top two spots, namely FC Dallas, LAFC, and uh, and the Seattle Sounders, um, and there were some questions as to whether sporting would be able to pull it out and and they did so uh at least so far don't want to jinx ourselves i mean um, you're still we're in control of our destiny dude i i don't know what's going to happen in this final game i mean we, we can talk about it but hot damn it's exciting enough to be moved to national television that's right gonna be on national tv fox sports one um unfortunately people- even though it's in kansas city i will not be able to be there <laughs> no because we uh, we planned a trip to visit family on the East Coast long ago. I did not bother to check the schedule, which was the rookie mistake. Um, <laughs> to see that it was decision day, uh, let alone that it was uh, the LAFC game, which we called from before the season began as going to be the most important game of the season. So, And uh, we did. We knew it would come down to this. It's insane how the MLS gods made this happen. And, yeah. you know... You you got to go to go do the family thing, you know. You got to do that. Sometimes you got to make sacrifices. Like tonight, we're recording on a Monday, people. We are because uh, I don't know if you know this, but Jimmy has other friends other than me. <laughs> that uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I know. But uh, yeah, so welcome to this Monday exclusive episode. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm actually kind of glad that this week of all weeks we're recording a day early on a Monday because everything is so much yeah. fresher in my mind. Um, especially those so Wednesday fresh and games. Clean. You know, you you get those double week games. By the time we record, almost a week later, it's like what what happened? 
Um, Dude, I don't remember anything from that Wednesday game. Can we just say like, yeah, it was a win. Let's move on because well, my old ass was drifting. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, well, we're we're gonna fly through these couple of games. We're gonna try to give them each their uh, their due diligence, and then we got uh, MLS Cup playoff scenarios to talk yes. about. We know that Tell Sporting KC I- will host a home game at least once, so that's good. That's right. Tell uh, us the itinerary tonight, man. We're gonna we're gonna hit some national team business, women and men. Yeah, we're well, gonna we'll, hit the Swope Park a little bit. Yes, sir. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit of everything. We got Swope Park winning a playoff game. We got the women's national team clinching a berth to France 2019, the World Cup. Uh, we got uh, we got some and we're gonna US, answer some questions. Yeah, U.S. men's national team news, the two sporting games, and a lot of questions. We're not gonna be able to get to all of the questions tonight because you guys are so awesome. You sent too many. Um, so we'll do our best, (laughs) but we, we have a jam packed show tonight. So let's, uh, let's dive on into this Vancouver game, um, which splash. I know some of you did not make it through the entire game for a number of reasons, which you are forgiven. It's okay. We're not here to shame you. (laughs) It was was that who, who tweeted that? Oh God. I'm black for, I'm blanking. Kyle did. Kyle did. There was someone else. I, I'm forgetting who. Who they turned it off right, like literally right before the Johan goal, and uh, yeah, and went to sleep, and then woke up the next morning and was like, "Whoa, four one. What happened? Um, uh, whatever happened, you should go to bed more often uh, when we're down. <laughs> all right. <laughs> My favorite was I think it was this Vancouver game when uh, our, our our guy Bob and Weave. He was like, I turned off the TV to go to another room to watch the game. And when I turned it on, we had scored. So I just think I have to leave all the TVs off now. And I was yeah, like, I yeah. think you do. That's you just need to works. constantly switch rooms. <laughs> <laughs> so we But yeah, so this game, um, this this was a, a, a scary game because it was on the road. Um, we knew that this was going to be an important, if not a must win game because of going on the road to Dallas and then hosting LAFC those last two games, these three points against Vancouver would be very, very important. Um, and you know, sporting KC was getting shots on goal. It was a pretty open game from the get go. I think sporting KC outshot over the course of the game, like 20 to 10. Um, but you know, uh, a, a poor touch from Ike and then a poor clearance from Daniel leaves a ball that falls right to Felipe, the Felipe on the white caps, uh, foot at the top of the box, and he just fired it past Timelia um, in the 42nd minute. 1-0 Vancouver. We're on the road. When that happens, I think you and I kind of both thought, there goes this game, right? Like, we're not coming back on the road from that, are we? That's kind of what i felt um and i knew it'd be tough man i knew vancouver would be hungry um i I really thought they they were gonna get the job done we when we played them at children's mercy park and blew them out like remember we were up three nothing before Mm -hmm. all the red card business happened but they didn't have kai kamara so i was a little worried when they when they had kai this time yeah it uh it was a wild game. That was the six zero game and everything back then. But yeah, they had Kai and, and, you know, Kai obviously is a, a former SKC player. They were talking about him on the broadcast a bit being like, yeah, he's, he's divulging SKC secrets probably, which I was like, I don't know how many he still knows. I mean, I don't know right. if there's hardly any players left from that team still, uh, still on the SKC roster, but well, just Beasler and Ike for the most part and, and Zussi, but yeah, that's, and, and Seth, yeah. Seth's going to be around playing left back for Sporting KC in like the year 2142. Like he's, I don't think oh, yeah. he's ever gonna, uh, he's, he's going to be the next to Marcus Beasley where he's just playing. Yep. And that's dies. when Kansas will start to have hurricanes and like <laughs> Florida will, will be, be gone. Front property. Um, yep. Florida will be in the, in the sea. Yeah. So, uh, it was it was not a great start, but then Johan had been had been hurting throughout this game, and he was yeah. getting ready to come off like literally in seconds um, when Matt Beasler steals the ball, does his best Johnny Russell impression, running up the right side like a wing, sends the ball back into Johan right at the top of the box, who fired a banger past the Vancouver goalkeeper to oh. tie the game and then he limped off the field to sub out. 
And he did the overlap over there. Matt Beasler passed it and then just kept running. Yeah. And then they passed the ball forward to him. I was like, look at him doing the Graham Zussi overlap. It, you know, hey, if Beasler can do that, maybe he's got to do it more often. <laughs> I mean, you, you clearly saw that he didn't know where he was passing the ball. He just knew he was putting it at the top of the box. Yeah. Because his head never looked over. It stayed down at the ground, and he yeah. just kicked it. He probably saw a little bit of space out of like his peripheral vision, but was just like hoping, hey, I'm going to send this there and, and see yeah. if something good happens. Well, there um, was space. Johan wasn't there. I mean, Johan had to run to it, for God's sakes, but no one was there. Right. Yeah, Johan kind of like gingerly ran up to it. And I'm surprised he got the shot off uh, as well as he did. I mean, he put his boot through that ball and curved it right into the right side of the goal. And immediately after, goes right back to limping. It's like for a split second, he turned into like a little Superman player and just forgot he was injured. Yeah. He just pushed through it and then, you know, came, you know, came and got the job done. Yeah. uh, Which I guess now... uh, now is as good a time as any to uh, to to bring up this question. Beej McGillishaw, you know, asked, "Can we drop Johan's flop tag now?" And I think he's he's you know he's maybe not starter level, but he's certainly not a flop. I don't think. Do you? No, I don't think so. Um, I think we tried to. I think people tried to turn him into a flop all year, and we even had the discussion <laughs> yeah. like, "Is he is he DP worthy?" I mean, is he? Like DP should be starting, right? Um, and that's just not the case with him. But I'll tell you what, he does bring a level of intensity that is much needed on this team. Mm-hmm. Like even if he's a super sub or if he starts, the dude's dangerous and he's physical. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd be scared to go up against him, that's for sure. Oh, my God. Especially when he and Roger are both in the midfield together. You got a couple of oh, sweet bruisers in there. Like <laughs> oh, you're gonna break some ankles, dude. Yeah, they're like the they're like the Bash brothers from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's I knuckle need them puck both time to just like start beating up on people and like pulling off their jerseys like the Bash brothers, and then just oh yeah, as they get sent off with red cards, they can do like the whole dance like they did in the uh, in the penalty box in in the, the Mighty <sighs> Ducks movie. Or they See, start now taking I don't their remember. shirts off and like twirling it all around. <laughs> See now I need to watch yeah. it again because I'm I'm drawing blanks. Oh but thank you for that. Oh my god, yeah. No, it's a it's a great scene. Mighty Ducks fans out there, I know you're out there listening. Uh, the Bash Brothers. <laughs> so they, that's what they would be. That's what they would be yeah. on the field, and no ankles are safe. No, never. Not with those two. You were you just telling to snap me an our, Achilles our real little, fast. Uh, yeah, you were just telling me in our little uh, pre-recording uh, call peek behind the curtain. We we kind of coordinate on the spot right before we actually hit record that uh, Roger's girlfriend makes fun of him for his yellow cards and red cards and stuff, yeah. which is kind of funny. You guys, if you get a chance, you really ought to go follow this gal. Uh, I, I follow her on Instagram, and she's always hanging with Raj and his dog, and they'll be like out at the lake chilling. But, you know, she's always like, someone tell me why my waiter is eating dinner with me. And it's like a picture of Roger. Or she'd be like, well, someone explain to me why my pool boy is not putting lotion on my back. And it's a picture of Roger. Uh, but she was, she saw the red, the yellow card that he got on Sunday and was like, yeah, that sounds about right. That's <laughs> yeah, what he does. known for being a bruiser. But hey. And he was too. I was like, he's going to get freaking red if he doesn't slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, he got close a couple times Sunday. We'll 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 get to that game here soon. Oh yeah, um, I, I like to jump ahead. Uh, Add, <laughs> but so Johan scores the equalizer and then subs off um, for for uh, I believe it was young Gianluca Buzio who came on for for Mister Quase, um, and then I'm thinking, okay, if we get out Did of we, here at least with a draw, at least Busio we get a play? against Vancouver. Oh yeah, yeah, Vancouver. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. I think you you fell asleep, didn't you? No, no, I didn't fall asleep. I fell asleep during the Swope oh. game. Ah, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, that I was, was up for this late one. Um. But yeah, Buzio came in for for Quase. Um, when it was tied one one at that point, the way it had gone up to that equalizer, were you okay getting out of there with with the draw, or were you still hoping, hey, let's push for all three points? You know, in my mind, I was like, okay, draw on the road. Like, that's probably fine. 
but I knew that wasn't enough for them. I knew they weren't going to stop because we never do, man. We're not that kind of team. Uh, you don't see Tim Melia time wasting in like the 10th minute, like Jesse Gonzalez. Sorry, I keep jumping <laughs> to Dallas, but I hate Jesse Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. I got some thoughts for Dallas. Don't you worry. Oh, they're um, coming. But yeah, so Sporting KC, they were absolutely not content to, uh, to sit with the draw. Um, they were going to push for, for the victory. And let me just say, this goal that we're, we're about to talk about here is 100% a result of the work of Kyrie Shelton. And I do want to say for the record, we have been fans of Kyrie's from the beginning. Go back and listen to our podcast. Boom. We got the receipts. We've been on the Kyrie train <laughs> since the get-go. So there's 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 multiple seats on the Kyrie train. It's not a one-person train. So we'll just Come along. leave it there. Come hop um, on the train, got, guys. There's plenty of We got of more room. seats. We got more seats. This is not an exclusive train. Jump you on You don't even in. have to pay. You don't have to pay. I uh, I have a uh, an article that hopefully will come out um, on, well, I guess it would have been yesterday if it does get published on SBI about the importance of Kyrie. If SBI doesn't want to publish it, don't worry. We'll just publish it ourselves. <laughs> well, there we go. So uh little, little teaser there. That's not really a teaser since time things. It'll come out yesterday when you guys are listening to this. That's true. So go check it out. <laughs> but, uh, but Kyrie, um, he just beasts the Vancouver center back, pushes him out of the way, has it's a unreal. gorgeous first touch to Daniel to drop the ball off. And Daniel just slots this ball away like an expert into the lower right corner. And uh, suddenly, 82nd minute, Sporting KC, you're up 2-1. And it looks like we're getting three points. And you are probably going crazy. Am I right? Going a little nuts. I was kind of sitting here like, okay, calm it down. Still a lot of time left. You know what I mean? They're going to be pushing hard. And I really thought we'd be on the back foot, uh, you know, really on on our heels the whole time trying to defend these assholes. But we we really took advantage of them and laid it on. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite things about this team. And you mentioned it just a couple minutes ago about how this team has an intensity and never really gives up. It, it seems to me, at least in years past, and maybe it's just because the depth wasn't there like it is this year or the attacking talent wasn't there like it is this year. But if Sporting KC would get a one-goal lead, we'd kind of sit back and just fight to defend that one-goal lead. And maybe occasionally we'd get a second off a quick counter, but like it was like, okay, we got the lead, now sit back. That is not what happened in this game. Um, it was six minutes of stoppage time, which we knew there'd be a lot. And then... Johnny Russell in the 94th minute earns a fantastic takeaway along the right side, knocks down the uh, uh, Vancouver Whitecaps player, cuts inside, makes the uh, the gorgeous pass to young Mr. Buzio, who almost makes a mess of it, but does tap the ball in for his first career goal, the second youngest player to ever score in an MLS game, and Sporting Casey's third goal. And uh, not a bad play. What do you think? Not a bad play at all. I mean, that is it's Johnny Russell, man. It's I don't know. JFR. I love I love I love all these guys, man. They're just they're working hard together and they're having fun. And you, you see them at the end of the uh, at the end of the game, just hugging on each other and stuff. Total bro love, dude love all over the place. Sweat flying from their glistening bodies. But they, uh, you know, Johnny Russell has this competitive nature with Daniel Shallowy about the scoring goals right now. And that's amazing. We need that. Like they want the team to win, but they're pushing each other to be better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you see, you know, there's a little, uh, friendly competition between, uh, Daniel and Johnny as to who's going to end up as the team's top scorer. Um, like, I don't think they, they they don't really care. They're not going to get mad, but they're competitors. So, like, when one of them scores, the other one's kind of like, I got to do something to score too. Um, so, it, they just push each other to make to make themselves better. And uh, and they're yeah. friendly about it. Like, did you, did you see earlier this week the quote going around from Brad Friedel where he basically was like, the problem with American soccer is that we're too nice to new players. Like, they don't have to come in and earn their keep. We just automatically accept them. 
And right, I was like, "What's up with you, old man Grumpy?" Right, like our the problem with American soccer is we're not big enough dicks to each other. Like, okay, yeah, they back in my day we used to get hazed and thrown into the lockers with no clothes on. Right, like what? So, I mean, I don't get think beaten by look... socks with nickels. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I guess that must be the problem, and that's why the revs are soaring into the playoffs, right? Oh, revs are, are great. Not? Revs are <laughs> oh, revs are not good, are they? No, oh, I guess not. Sorry, Brad. And uh, Sporting KC, and you know how friendly Sorry, they Bradley. are from the get go. They're just sitting atop the better conference. So right, it's all about a happy locker room. You ever had a job to where like you don't want to go because like people are assholes? Yeah. Uh, you, when you have a job where you're like, hey, these these are pretty good people. I'm excited to go talk to this person tomorrow or or hang out with this girl tomorrow. And and that's what. Kansas City's locker room is and that's why so many players haven't lasted that's what I heard about Kai Kamara that he was not a good locker room presence and he Mm -hmm. needed to go yep so it's huge uh, that's what's a winning mentality is good freaking positivity man yeah absolutely like Frida was saying that in Europe that's why they're so much better and I'm like trying to imagine okay well when uh okay when Manchester United signs Zlatan and he walked into the locker room for the first time you think uh you think Juan Mata was just a dick to Zlatan? Like, that's not how it works. I don't think works. Juan Mata, I don't think Juan's a dick to anybody. That that boy can do no wrong. There you go. Um, one of the nicest yeah. human, human beings. <laughs> and he plays for one of the meanest. Um, that's not fair. Jose's not the meanest. He's just different. Um, he wanted to fight somebody on, on Saturday. He did. He, <laughs> he was about ready to throw blows with a Chelsea coach. And I kind of wanted that it was to amazing. Happen. I um, know. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> he just jumped out, had to be restrained by security. It's like, what is yeah. going on? Um, almost turned into that, uh, Lakers rockets game where they were just fighting each other on the court. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, back, back to this game. Um, Right before, literally like seconds before the final whistle, uh, Daniel Shallowy um, got his brace again because of Kyrie Shelton. A nice little touch around uh, the Vancouver keeper. Sent the ball in. Daniel taps it in. 4-1 SKC. Game over. Three points. So, Dude, I'm not sure Kyrie cares about goals anyways. I think he just wants to see the team do good. And so many people are like, a striker needs to score. A striker needs to score. And I'm not sure he even wants to. I'm sure he's perfectly fine putting it on a platter for guys and letting them get all the credit because in my mind, an assist is damn more impressive than finishing. Especially the way that he's been doing it these last couple of games. I mean, he didn't oh, yeah. hit. And, and, he, yeah, it's amazing. Well, unless I'm playing FIFA, then I'm always selfish as shit and I want to score. <laughs> but even when it's not a good shot and then you get the notification from your coach at halftime and it's like, you should really pass the ball more. And I'm like, yeah, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up coach. Yeah. I'm um, not, I'm not good. <laughs> so, uh, sporting ends the game winning four one. Apparently after the game, Kai Kamara tried to choke Johnny Russell or something. Yeah. Um, came at him a post match red card. I have yet. Have you seen video of this? I haven't found any. I don't know no, if it exists. No, how is there no video of this out there? Yeah, it wasn't on the broadcast. I'm, you know what? I bet MLS has footage somewhere, and they're not going to release it, obviously. But it exists. I'm sure it does. So, well, that'll never resurface. It just, it just won't well, happen. Hmm. I know some people. I'm going to do some digging. I don't know why I didn't think about that till literally this moment. But I'm going to do some digging. See if I can pull some strings. See what I can find. So. I mean, it, apparently uh, Vancouver appealed the red card. Yeah, and that didn't work. So, I mean, wow. that means that either they had enough, like, witness testimony. I don't know if that's a thing when appealing red cards. If they, like, call witnesses to the stand, you have to, like, put your hand on the FIFA rule book and Don Garber swears you in. Um, but yeah, I'm, like, I'm like looking for it on Twitter and stuff, but it, there's... It's not going to happen. There's nothing out there. No. Well, I mean, even the Blue Testament was like, hey, if anybody has cell phone footage, like, let us know. We'd like to see it. And I don't think anybody did. Um, right. Game's over. Everyone's heading for the exits. Yeah. So. And Kai Kamara kinda... was like, now's my chance to murder this Scottish <laughs> man. No one knows. Um, but 
honestly, I'd take Johnny in a fight against Kai. I know Kai's taller, but Johnny, man, he's he'd probably win. So I would say so. Um, so yeah, so Sporting KC came out of that game victorious with the full three points and, uh, in second place in the West, um, ahead of LAFC on goal differential at the time, uh, and, uh, heading into the giant Western conference match against FC Dallas, which we all witnessed on Sunday. Um, how are you feeling? I know we we kind of previewed this last week, but it was the second game. It was farther out. It was a little bit hard to know what was going to happen. We didn't know that Johan would be out at the time, obviously. We didn't this know. This game got hot. Kyrie would be starting. So are you feeling good at all ahead of this Dallas game, or or, or where, where where's your mind at? Oh, I mean, when I saw the lineup, I was fine. Lineup's like, okay, let's do it. That works. But I'm thinking, God dang, dude. They're going to be hype, opening the Hall of Fame, but I'm like, let's let's spoil it. Let's get it done. And I kind of told I thought we'd have harder time at at Vancouver than Dallas and or no, yeah, that's what I said. But uh mm-hmm. Dallas was they came at it from the get-go, man. They were fast. Michael Barrios is uh holy shit. He's a little Sonic the Hedgehog, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh they run around he 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 runs all over the field. Um, the thing that yeah. bothers me so picking up rings <laughs> with his friend Knuckles. <laughs> so who's Knuckles in this scenario? I'm just saying Is that Rudy. Uh, Knuckles would have to be a Rudy, but uh, not not near as good as Sonic, but equally as fast. Problem is, Rudy's the one that rolls around all the time. So yo, the problem. Yeah, <laughs> good one. The problem is, Rudy always wants to do a bicycle kick whenever he plays Sporting Kansas City, yep. and damn near kicks our players in the head all the time. Yep, almost hit bees. Almost did it. Almost hit bees, and I was like, "Will you stop?" That's like the third time you did it last time, and then the time before that, you you kicked Ico Parr out of the curb. Yeah. In fact, after Rudy did that last time to Ike. That's when uh, I used to write for Total MLS. That was still a thing. We at Total MLS started using the word Irudi as a verb to mean violently kick someone in the face. So, oh my God, you just got Irudied. Yeah, exactly. So, it sounds like a Street Fighter move. Irudi. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I still talk with all of them, obviously. So I, I texted some of them in the middle of this game. I was like, Irudi almost Irudied Beasler. Like, <laughs> this is. Yeah, classic Irudi. Yeah, what are you doing? A Rudy. Uh, but dude, this game was hype and it was a hot mess. And I'm like, we got to spoil these guys' party. I don't care if it's one nil or, or even a draw, but like it, it we got to get something out of this. Absolutely. So the ref was Robert Sabiga, who we knew Sabiga? that last time, or I don't know if it was last time, but earlier this year is when Seth got slapped across the face and Robert Sabiga didn't either see it or didn't call it and VAR didn't review it. Um, terrible. So, but he is known to dude Sabiga. Yeah, lets people play. That's what literally I was about to say. Sabiga is known to let people play, and boy, did he let people play in this game. Um, oh, it was unreal to the point where he just about lost control. Like it almost came to blows at one point. Um, even Beasler looked people like he was don't about like to Johnny fight. Russell, dude. People don't like Johnny. So and yeah. Felipe, at one time he uh. Felipe's a little bit of a diver, and I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. He Felipe um, was it Baji, I think, or Reggie Cannon, kind of like hit Felipe, like not very hard, like kind of in the chest, and Felipe like fell down. Chest. Yeah, grabbing his face and held his face. Um, Bro, I don't know what they have in Chile. They, they don't do <laughs> VAR down there, but we can we can see that you did not get hit in the face. So stop trying to bamboozle all of us. <laughs> But um, but yeah, Johnny Johnny was in there protecting his guys. Beasler got in there, was about to catch hands with somebody, which you knew it was getting serious. Um, yeah, Beasler coming to his aid, absolutely. But yeah, I think you know, I used to try to think. Well, I didn't try to think. It was pretty easy to think. You know, okay, before you know who was who was the guy on uh, on on Sporting KC that is everybody's most hated player. If you're a fan of another team, well, it was Dom. It was pretty easy to tell that. If you weren't a fan probably, of Sporting yeah. KC, Dom was the guy you hate. It's probably or Roger or or well, both of them. Yeah, 
uh, just for different reasons. Roger, Roger, you hate because he's just a physical guy who might punch Brad Davis in mm-hmm. the face. Dom, Dom is just you, how, the pesky <laughs> striker. I think Johnny Russell is he's the it. most hated guy now for, if you're a fan of another team just because yeah. he's so good and he'll fight you. <laughs> so You think he chirps out there? You think he does some talking? Oh, I'm sure he does. I would be I'm shocked. pretty sure I read his lips yesterday. I'm pretty sure he said, like, you fucking bitch uh, when he was, like, getting subbed out. Hey, man. Those... Just with a big old smile. Yeah. The, those United Kingdom uh, people from across the pond, they, they're they a little bit looser with the verbal insults than some of us here are in the States. So, wouldn't be surprised. They're also a lot more racist than we are here, but, you know. Well, you know. <laughs> debatable depends where you are <laughs> and it's, there you go depends where you are um but yeah they uh johnny i mean just knowing his demeanor in the locker room like he's such a hilarious fun loving guy which it's amazing that when you see him get interviewed yeah. like you mentioned this that like if you get a bad interviewer you're gonna get a bad interview and they don't pull out johnny's personality on these interviews um yeah it seems it seems like he's as boring as his interviewer is yeah, but he's he's super fun in the locker room. Um, he's always. Did you see him hijack Daniel's post game interview? Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. He's hilarious. That's so, funny. Like that was when he and Daniel were like kind of John back and forth about yeah Daniel scored and I you know I almost didn't pass it to him. Um, once I saw it was yeah. him, I he's almost, like I didn't know it was him. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, you can tell they're good friends. Um, but the man I want to talk about first in this match is uh a former mls pool goalkeeper who was allocated to sporting kansas city in the year 2014 and that man's name is timothy melia and he had i think when you consider the stakes his best game of the season if not probably a top five game of his career with sporting kc the way he performed in fc dallas for me We'll go. Th- I mean, we'll go through all the reasons why, but he was the man of the match for me. I, I don't know. What do you think? Um, it was huge. I mean, he had some really big stops, and then the PK stop. And I think Peter said it best: if they score that PK, it's one-one, and that changes the entire momentum of the game. Yep, a hundred percent. And he's apparently. Well, let's. F- yeah, what's up? Flash it back for a minute. Is Ilya our PK taker now, or is it? Uh, can it be Johnny Russell or anybody else? It's an interesting question. Okay, so let's let's go over what happened here. So in the, in the 14th minute of the game, um, Felipe Gutierrez was brought down in the box by FC Dallas defender Matt Hedges. Pretty clear penalty. Um, you know, 14th minute, we're in Dallas. We're about to step up to the spot. We're thinking, okay, take a 1-0 lead early. This is good. This is about as good as it can possibly be going. And then Ilya, our penalty taker, who at that point was, I think, four for five on penalty kicks on the season, stepped up to the spot. And as far as just pure placement of the ball, it wasn't a bad spot. I don't think his run-up was not great because he kind of telegraphed where he was going to put it. And Jesse Gonzalez just pushed it wide. Do you see Gonzalez getting in his face? Like right before the, the he, he kicked it? Yeah. Yeah. Before he was putting the ball down, he was trying to psych him out, dude. Like, probably trying to tell him, like, I know where you're going. You know, you ain't shit. I know what you're going to do. And probably just psyching Ilya out. Yeah. Well, if you look at... I hate him. Yeah. He's he's not... He. <laughs> this is how... But we do score three or more goals on him at all times. That's true. I was going to say, this is kind of how, like, rivalries can start to develop is when, like... Teams yes. start fighting on the field, and I know the cauldron got in Jesse's head when he was there uh, in, in, in Kansas City, um, although we do seem to like putting up three or more goals on him, so you know that works too. It's unbelievable. But yeah, Ilya in the run-up kind of pretty much telegraphed. Like he opened his hips real wide. Like you knew, okay, this is going to uh, Jesse Gonzalez's right side. And like I, I'm looking at a freeze frame right now, and Gonzalez is already in his dive to the right. Like, and Ilya hasn't even kicked the ball yet. Like, he knows it's going there. And uh, it, you know, it it was a pretty well placed ball. It could have been placed a little bit better, but um, 
yeah, I don't know, man. To answer your question, four out of six isn't great from the spot. Um, I don't know if he's the penalty taker going forward, especially with Johnny Russell converting later. So True. I mean, Johnny knocked it out, but Ilya gave it to him. Ilya was like, hey, uh, you want to take this? Well, so my question that, yeah, I wonder there is, because we'll, we'll get to it in a second. I, I can't remember. I think Johnny earned the penalty. Um, if I remember right, that might be wrong. I don't know. Well, no, Johnny didn't earn did it. Not earn Daniel it. did. Did Daniel? Okay, that's right. Daniel earned it. Um, but Johnny was on nine goals on the year. So Ilya might have been like, hey, get your 10th. Because um, that would put him in double-digit goals and double-digit assists on the year. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch going forward. Um, but 0-0 after uh, the big Jesse Gonzalez stop. And then minutes before halftime, uh, Sporting KC get a little bit of a break. And once again, the man, Kyrie Shelton, just on a perfect first touch, pops the ball up to himself, kicks the ball over FC Dallas defender to spring Felipe free. Now, Felipe couldn't finish it off, but... uh. Daniel Shallowy found the loose ball and kicked it right past Reggie Cannon, who somehow missed the block, and it went right between his legs into the net to give Sporting KC the 1-0 lead. I mean, what's going on? That was unreal. I I couldn't believe it. Halftime's here, and you're like, yes, let's go. Let's go. I I, I can't imagine what's going through Reggie Cannon's mind at that point because he was in good position. He had the back post. All he had to do was literally put his foot in front of the ball. And somehow it went right between his legs. So, well, he's trash. You know, it is what it is. Um, but once again, man, Kyrie, this is one of those plays where it doesn't show up on on the score sheet because he doesn't get an assist for this. But this play is made by Kyrie's hold-up play and his pass to Felipe. If that doesn't happen, there's no goal here. So there you go. More Kyrie appreciation. That's true, man. Um, Kyrie appreciation. Now this is what will be exciting. Um, he didn't, he didn't play when we played, uh, against LAFC. He was hurt. So they haven't seen him. They haven't played against him. Like they can't watch their guys play against him on, on tape or anything. Cause, uh, Rubio started, right? Or I think so. No, name it. It might've been name it. Uh, Namath and Rubio, I think, switched out. Yeah. I'm on the game stats right now. But anyways, Kyrie will absolutely start on Sunday, and it'll be a whole new look that they won't even know what to do. Well, Sporting KC's only lost twice on the year with Kyrie starting. Uh, if you run the numbers, they earn two points per game with Kyrie in the starting lineup. Uh, it drops to 1.6 when Kyrie, Kyrie is not starting. Um, that's a pretty big jump. I mean, that's the difference between like a sixth-place team and a first-place team. So yeah, Johnny Russell didn't even start uh, that game either. Yeah, so I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie is a very important player to this team. He's no, he's not the twenty goal a year DP striker that people wanted. But Peter was very Don't clear from the very beginning of the season, from before any of the game starts, it would be doing a disservice to the rest of the attacking pieces on this team to say because we don't have a twenty goal a year striker that we're not going to score goals. And what do they go do? They set a record for most goals scored in franchise history that stood since the very first season of the league in 1996. So, I think message sent. (laughs) And the dude, the dude makes like a hundred and two thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it's not. I I mean, I'll I'll say this: I liked Saad Abdul Salam when when he was here, but flipping him for Kyrie has to be one of the best pieces of business that Peter's done in a long time. Up there with that uh, that Dom trade for one point six million. So I yeah, and and here's what kind of sucks is Kyrie is very important. You know who makes more money than him and how much of an impact they're having on this squad? Who you got? J- Jimmy Madronda, Christian Lobato, uh, Brad uh, Evans, uh, Emiliano Amor. Uh, I mean yeah. that's it's a bad deal, dude. Yeah, Emiliano Amor obviously no longer with the team. Brad Evans has right. not made a single appearance this season. Uh, Brad Christian Evans Lob- doubles Kyrie's salary. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Wonderful. Lobato has been hurt, as has Madronda. Um, so Kyrie's earning his paycheck, and probably more than that. 
Um, Probably making a case to get a little more money next year if things go well. Uh, you, you're not wrong. Um, I'm going to go through these last this the last part of this uh, game yeah, relatively yeah, we're quickly. Out of time, aren't we? Yeah, we're we got too much to talk about. Uh, Matt Hedges was pulled down in the box by Elia just like minutes into the second half, and this is where Tim Melia came up freaking huge and blocked the penalty from Rito Ziegler. Um, this this is a season saving save right here i think i mean this changes the complexion of the game it's three minutes into the second half this go this would be a 1-1 game if they score here and melia just punches that away and again you know it wasn't a great penalty from ziegler but still about 80 percent of penalties are converted melia punches it away and 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 i think that re-energized sporting to go out and finish the game off i don't know what do you think big time 100 percent, dude Tim comes up strong all the freaking time. And uh, I don't know, not much more to say than that. I, I think we all had feelings on this game and it was uh, very important to get that win down there in, in Frisco, Texas, which by the way, bro, is just like saying the Chicago fire play in Chicago. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's uh just saying it's about 40 miles North of Dallas. Yeah. And but maybe, probably cheaper to build there. Probably cheaper, but maybe why nobody goes to their games? I don't, nobody I don't know. Nobody goes. It's always I, empty. I don't get it. I'm like, you got the Hall of Fame there now. Why aren't you guys packing the stadiums? Kudos to everyone who did. But, I mean, I guess you, you all can't have a great fan base all the time. I mean, just we're spoiled, man. We are spoiled. Yeah. Um, 64th minute of this game off of a set piece. Johnny Russell sends the ball into Ike, who towers over Dallas defenders, puts the ball down at Rogers' feet at the six-yard line, who sends it in for the second goal of the game, at which point I'm like, okay, 2-0. They say it's the most dangerous lead in soccer, but I'm feeling pretty good, although there's a lot of time left. Um, And then it's the 86th minute when Daniel Shallowy is fouled in the box by Marquinhos Pedroso. Um, there was a little confusion because this was pretty clearly not only just a foul in the box, but also Dogzo, uh, denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. He wasn't sent off for a red because you can't get a red if you're also getting a penalty kick for Dogzo. You only get a red if it's outside the box, so that's why he wasn't sent off. Really? The, yeah. Um, it's a weird, weird rule. Uh, but then Johnny Russell hammered this penalty into the back of the net. He wasted no time, and if he does that like that, he might be the penalty taker going forward. So, final score. Oh, yeah, they blew the whistle, and he was like, I'm going. Yep, wasted no time. Didn't do the little Benny stutter step. That he was like, no, I'm just lasering this into the net. So, 3-0, man. 3-0. First place in the West. Holding our fate Man. in our own hands. In our own hands. I mean, a draw gets us first place, right? Right? Oh, no, it doesn't. Yeah. A draw gets us first place. So, Does it really? Yep. A draw or a win gets... Uh, well, okay. Te- technically, a draw gets us first place, assuming FC Dallas, assuming doesn't, Dallas doesn't, doesn't beat win. Colorado yeah. by 15 or more goals. So, well, let's let's throw it to this question. I, I read this earlier. You'll have to remind me who who said this. But does SKC go out there and and change their tactics to try to get a draw, or do they go all out? Yeah. So I'm gonna who, who asked that? I'm gonna butcher his name. John Mirovsky, I think is maybe how you say it. Um, said with a tie okay. needed for Sporting KC to clench first place in the West, is there a chance that Peter Vermees will change his approach to the LAFC match? Uh, no, no, hard pass. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. There's one. There's no way because you want to get as many points as possible. Um, but two, need I remind you all? There was another team who all they needed was a draw to advance from where they were into the next round of a competition. That team was the U.S. Men's National Team. They were playing against Trinidad and Tobago. Tim Howard said before the game, all we need is a draw. We're going to change our tactics a bit. We all know what happened. They lost. They didn't advance. No World Cup. So stakes aren't quite that high in this game, but I think there's a lesson to be learned there. Don't change what you're doing if it's working just because 
you're scared of what might happen. So, I don't know. I don't think they change anything. Yeah. No, not at all. But LAFC, they they drew against a Kylis Vancouver. They went up 2-0, and then they came back, and Vancouver pulled two back. So that was kind of a big result for Sporting KC. That's crazy. Are you... uh, are you feeling good about getting a result at home against Benny Fellhaber, Latif Blessing, and oh, teammates Carlos bro. Vela and LAFC? Well, I think Blessing came off the bench on Sunday, so that's exciting. Um, the the kid is fast. We know that. But they, they got an explosive offense in general. But their defense could use some work. So we might be able to pick them apart. Might Might be able to expect some goals on Sunday, guys. I mean – Watch it be like a three to three draw or something. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, LAFC certainly has an explosive offensive attack um, led by Carlos Vela. They got um, Diamande, who's been one of the better uh, strikers in the league this year, also along with Diego Rossi, Benny Felhaber, Latif Blessing. Um, They've scored 67 goals on the year, which is four more than Sporting KC. So they have a potent attack. They've also let in 50 goals on the year. So their defense is shaky at best. Um, I think if Sporting KC puts out the same lineup that we came out with against Dallas, I have a hard time seeing us not get at least a draw in this game, especially given how the seasons have ended each of the last few years with sort of a petering off before the playoff no pun intended, I think they're going to make it a point to finish on a strong note, win the game, get that first place, and make the Western Conference go through Children's Mercy Park to get to the MLS Cup final. So, that's my thoughts. It's big time, dude. This is big time. If there's ever a time to get hyped up, let's go. Grab your friends, grab your family, anyone who who thinks they want to be a fan. (laughs) Now's the time to be a fan. Yeah, dude. I mean that. Think about the first time you became a fan of this. I, I mean, bring that, bring someone else into the fold. Like this is the year. This is exciting, and we're we're clicking on all cylinders at the very right time. This is huge, and the guys are hungry and they want it. And MLS Cup could very well be in Kansas City. Let's go. Could be. I mean, Sporting KC could finish the year with uh, with sixty two points. Now, that would be better than every team in the league except Atlanta and New York. So if one of those two make it to MLS Cup, they will host it. Um, But outside of that, MLS Cup would go through Kansas City if Sporting make it that far. Now, as things stand right now. But Sporting KC can technically still finish anywhere between first and fourth. Um, It's probably unlikely they fall all the way down to fourth. But... Third place is a very real possibility. I don't want to put a damper on this, but Sporting KC have to play LAFC, and there's certainly no slouches. Colorado yeah. plays Dallas, and Colorado is trash, and yeah. Seattle Seattle plays San Jose. So if Sporting KC somehow lose and both Seattle beats San Jose and Dallas beats Colorado, Sporting KC fall down to third. So uh, I don't know. Just win. Just win. Take first place, all right? This... This is huge. Yeah, that's why I think Peter doesn't change it up because nothing's guaranteed at this point, and you're playing with fire. If I mean, how many times we're, we're we got a lot of Chiefs fans listening here? How many of you have seen Andy Reid get a little bit of a lead and then go conservative with the clock management and the play calls, and then you end up losing in the playoffs because of it? Not it this happens. year. <laughs> Let's hope not this year. It's going to be the defense that screws it up this year. But uh, <laughs> maybe got to make a trade, get something done. Um, but yeah, I just don't see them changing it up. Um, I don't know. So you they're think going we for get the jugular, done? dude. I think we get it done. I think we get a victory. It's at home. We're going to be a raucous crowd. It's going to be crazy. Okay, so let's let's talk about playoff scenarios. If we win the West, we win the West. We obviously get a first-round bye, which means we jump right to the uh, Western Conference semifinals. So our first game would be on the road against whoever the lowest-seeded team is after the knockout round because they reseed. November 4th. On Sunday, November 4th. And then it would be in Kansas City on Sunday, November 11th. 
with your boy Coozer back in town. There you go. See you there, bitches. So if uh, if somehow we wind up in third, we end up playing on Halloween night. Or November 1st. I think I, I think I read somewhere it's a that flex day. Well, I, I I thought I read somewhere that the third place team in the West is playing on Halloween. Now maybe that oh. moves around. I'm not sure. I I have to go find out where I read that earlier. But I was trying to figure out is it Wednesday or Thursday, and I read somewhere that third place plays on Halloween and fourth place plays on November first. So huh. let's not play on I, Halloween. I'm seeing that they just have knockout rounds listed as October 31st or November first. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where I saw that. I saw some site that had a little bit more detail earlier today because I, I don't want to go. Look, I, I love sporting KC, but I'd also like to be able to enjoy Halloween not going to a soccer game. So, you know, we'll see. Do you go to costume parties? Do you, do you get super sexy and dress up? You know, I put on my uh, my sexy nurse costume and I, I stroll around. No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I figured you were a sexy, sexy Gandalf. You know, that was last year's costume. Um, and I don't repeat <laughs> costumes. So it was not, it's, it's a personal rule. Um, no, we, it'll be the first year that our little two-year-old niece actually gets to go around trick-or-treating. So I'd like to actually spend it taking her around going trick-or-treating. Um, but if I have to go to the soccer game, I'll go to the, I'll, I'll cover it. I'll be there. So there you um, go. But yeah, we do have a question from Scott Koppel who, let me just say, Scott, we're on to you. You're the not-so-secret Galaxy fan that listens to us, so if we end up playing the Uh-oh. Galaxy in the playoffs, we might mute you for a week because we don't need to hear it. But he does watch sporting fans or sporting games because he lives in Kansas City, I believe. So thank you for listening. <laughs> he wants <laughs> he wants to know who should start at the number nine going into the playoffs. Vermees has been very complimentary of Kyrie helping the offense in the FC Dallas game. Should it be him or someone else? We've had a lot of questions like that. It's got to be Kyrie, right? It's got to be Kyrie, dude. And I actually heard on Extra Time Radio today that they said, dude, Diego Rubio played better when he wasn't playing, as stupid as that sounds. But when he came off the bench, he he played better. I, I mean, Rubio's personally said he doesn't want to be a super sub, but they're absolutely right. He's better as a super sub. Well, no one does. <laughs> I, I everyone wants to start. Yeah, I'd rather not ride the bench, but uh, you know. Yeah. So I think it's uh I think it's gotta be Kyrie. But you know what? We we still got an LAFC game to go. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But um that's where we're at right now. And seedings we had some people say, hey, who, let's preview some of the, the opponent. Like we don't know who the opponent will be yet, because one, we don't know where we will be, and two Four, five, six; those are all still going to shuffle around. So we don't even know who's in yet. So we'll 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 get to previewing opponents for the playoffs probably next week. Um, but yeah, I do want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Riley F. Ayer on Twitter at Riley F. Ayer. He's been sending us some pretty sweet stat sheets that he makes himself before the games. So uh, give him a follow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy cool. Yeah, we didn't ask for it. He just kind of came out of nowhere and was like, "Hey, I made this. What do you think?" And we were like, "That's pretty sweet." So yeah, hey, hey, I did a thing. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, give him a follow. You get some sweet stat sheets ahead of the LAFC game. Um, um, hey, is it the right time to mention that Swope Park Rangers play in the quarterfinals on Friday at nine thirty? It is just about the right time. The last thing I do want to say real quick, though, on Sporting KC is just congrats to Daniel Shallowy, Matt Beasler, and Tim Melia for making uh, MLS Team of the Week. So there you go. And Peter Vermees. It was Peter Vermees that... Oh, he was! I didn't even realize yeah. they did that. First time ever. There you go. Peter Vermees, Coach of the Week. So, sweet. Coach of the Week. But yeah, Swope Park, man. We want we we, we talk about Swope Park... Um, periodically and they had a huge playoff win against uh sacramento and i don't know if you heard it because i think you said you you missed the very end of the game but the sacramento well, announcers I, I, were salty. I saw all the goals but did you hear the they announcers? were salty oh my god after the game ended they were like 
it's undisputable that Sacramento was the better team. And you know what? It's called the beautiful game, but oh. sometimes this happens where it's just, you know what? The better team lost tonight. And, and it's just, it's just such a shame that they're going home. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't like, think they were the better team that night. You jackass. Yeah. So Swope Park just couldn't get it done. And their goal was a mistake on our part. Anyways, they didn't do anything flashy. Yeah. Whatever. Go out, have fun not being an MLS anytime soon. Bastards. Yeah. Um Yeah, we had uh, Lil Coos open the scoring. Um Sure did, dude. He did a little back heel to himself. Not bad. And then yeah, so Swope Park won. Um two to one. They're advancing. They're two time Western Conference defending champions. So they're trying to uh gotta keep going. Trying to keep it going, man. Trying to uh, get hot, you gotta go face Drogba, dude. Didier, yeah, it's uh, it's in Phoenix, I believe, right? Sure is. Nine thirty again. Woof. Yeah, man, that's gonna be late. But um, well, this we... is what happens when you squeeze into the playoffs. You got to go on the road for every game. Yep, you do. But hey, they can do it. Um, Juan Cousin with the goal and Haji Berry with the, the second goal that ended up being the decisive goal in the 31st minute. So Haji Berry keeps scoring. Let's do it, Swope. SPR believe. Um, I don't. Uh, the SPR. I don't know what they're seeding if we're going to get a playoff game at Children's Mercy Park this year because they were the, I, the seventh team, I think, is right. But uh, they were the seventh seed. That's I don't think they're going to play a home game at all. No, but we'll be watching. We're supporting you, Swope. So keep it up. Um, and then obviously we talked about how dominant the U.S. women's national team was. I don't think we had covered Unreal. yet that they... They're not human. They had clinched a spot in France 2019 on our last podcast, but they did. They're by far... Oh, yeah, that happened That happened before they even made the finals. Yeah, they uh, they made the final, went on to, to to beat Canada in the final to win the CONCACAF Women's Championship. Um, it's just... They're phenomenal. I don't know what else to say, really, because... They don't give up goals, and they just keep scoring, and I'm just like, holy shit, if you keep this form up, you're going to be really fun to watch next summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they have a chance to be the best women's soccer team in the history of women's soccer if they play Oof. like they did in the CONCACAF championship. So um, that gives me the vapors. Watch them, man. Everybody. We, we mentioned in the last pod, if, if they're, they're in the world cup, we'll be out there at power and light cheering them on. So um, the other national team, the men did not do quite as well. Um, they took on uh, nah, Colombia and don't talk about that. Peru. They lost to Colombia for two. Um, they drew Peru 1-1, but Josh Sargent did get his uh, his first goal, I believe, is his first goal. He did. So. He did. You got to like Josh Sargent, all right? He's doing, doing it for gingers everywhere, all right? He's killing it. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty. They, we might have talked about that a little bit last week. I don't remember. I think actually the Peru game was happening right as we were recording. So we didn't touch on Peru. That's true. Um, they didn't beat Peru. Not so. much to say, man. Not- it's it's tough. Until they get a coach, I don't even want to talk to him anymore. I don't even want to talk about him. Yeah, supposedly it's going to be Bear Halter, but we'll see. So, Well, they got to make the playoffs first. It's true. And, uh, yeah, they lost to a trash Orlando side thanks to a last-minute penalty kick, last-second penalty kick. Sure did. So now, did you uh, like my tweet about Orlando? Oh my god! Can we just talk about how trash of an organization Orlando is for a second? When they put yeah, up, they're bad for a promo code. Disband the crew. Like that was not okay. Who approved that and thought that was a good idea? How does that get approved on different levels? Because that has to go through multiple levels of approval. <laughs> I just, well, dude, I'll be watching the crew, and they should take care of Minnesota at home. But they got to win, or if Montreal wins, they're going to jump them, and and Columbus is out of the playoffs. Yeah, Montreal is not out of it yet, and of course we got decision day on on Sunday, so everybody's kicking off at the oh. same time. 
Um, Montreal is it's on a the road. Orgasm. <laughs> Montreal's on the road to New England. The crew are at home against Minnesota. So, crew oh, are Galaxy. Galaxy have it in their hands. Yep. Yeah. So let's let's give a quick update on on where things stand. Sporting, LAFC, FC Dallas, Seattle, and Portland have all clinched spots in the playoffs. RSL does not play. They've already played thirty four games. They're the odd man out. But they sit in sixth place in the West. But if uh, LAFC takes care of business at home against the Houston Dynamo, Zlatan and Co. jump RSL and move into the playoffs. So that's where that stands now. In the East, we got five teams that have clinched the playoffs. Atlanta, New York Red Bulls, New York City, Philadelphia, and D.C. United have all clinched the playoffs. And then Columbus, obviously, and and Montreal. Um, The big intrigue out East is... Who's going to win the Supporter Shield, Atlanta or New York? So I want to get your thoughts on that real quick because Atlanta has to go play in Toronto while New York hosts Orlando. And now Toronto's not the Toronto team they once were. Josie outdoors out with surgery. But do you think Toronto have it in them to put it together for one game and spoil the party for Atlanta? Um. I, I would love that, but why was Atlanta posting that they made CONCACAF Champions League? What was that? Oh, about? my God. It's the dumbest. I hate this. This is literally – so they did make CONCACAF Champions League, but it's only because they changed the format of CONCACAF qualifying for this year only because when they moved CONCACAF Champions League to a new schedule, rather than the Supporter Shield winner from last year earning – an automatic bid it was the team with the most combined points over last season and this season that got an automatic oh yeah bid. forgot so atlanta can qualify for the champions league without winning a single trophy that actually is supposed to qualify them for the champions league if they don't win the supporter shield this year which is dumb stupid okay i gotcha but well shit I don't know, man. It, it's going to be an exciting Sunday, to say the least. Um, it, it, I definitely can't watch all these games, but I might have one on the phone, one on the iPad, and one on the TV And right after the Chiefs wrap up. So it should be exciting. Yep, I will, uh, I will be in New York City visiting family, so I will not be uh, manning the pod Twitter. I think that will be all you, my friend, on an exciting day. Uh-oh. prepare to get offended um we might get some hashtag coos rants on twitter we might get blocked by a couple people that's okay i don't mind hashtag offensive (laughs) (laughs) we're uh you know it'll it'll be a fun day of soccer that's for sure and we will be back um before the first round of the playoffs start no matter what happens they'll be on wednesday october uh, october 31st is the first games and we'll have a new pot out before then so we'll be there I think we got this dude. That just about does it. So any other uh, good thoughts for our faithful listeners before we sign off for the week? Oh, that's it. I just need you guys to, if you have, if you're new and you haven't left an iTunes rating and review, go do it. All right. We have, we haven't got a new one in a little while. Well, we get a new rating every now and then, but we, we like to hear some good stuff that really makes us feel warm down in the cockles of our hearts, you know? Yep. Um, That's the technical term. So, yeah. And we love you guys. And thanks for all, thanks for showing up and having fun with us. Um, This is a cool little community we have and uh, feeling pretty blessed to be a part of it. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yes. Honestly, we can't thank you guys enough for all of your support, for engaging with us on, uh, on Twitter, for sticking with us as we rise the ranks of popularity. I don't know if y'all saw it, but we got on the broadcast this week with a SKC TV question. Yes. So kind of Yeast a big deal. Yeast rises. <laughs> um, no, we're just a couple of uh, couple of idiots who decided to start a podcast and didn't know where it would go. And we are so grateful at all the support that we've got so far. And we're going to keep on riding it into the playoffs and beyond. So, uh, Boom. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. We'll be back with you, hopefully after Sporting KC secures first place in the West and that coveted first round bye. But until then, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Peace out, lovers.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.